in the motherfucking suburbs with it. Rah, bing, bow, bah. Hey, yo, Terry, fuck going on? Prepare yourself for some ignorant shit, nigga. <laughs> well, not six and forever. Rock a block, rock a fella. I'm feeling it. Feel the fashion. It's really more. I'm feeling it. Feel the legs pushing up on the side. I'm feeling it. Feel the high that you get from the line. If you feel it, I keep it real in most. I know you're feeling it. Crystals are nice. I like the toes. I keep on spilling it. Bone crushes. I keep real close. I got the skill for this. On my back, the fly is closed. Looking ill as shit. Transactions illegitimate. Cause life is still a bitch. And then you die. But for now, life. Close your eyes and feel his dick. Since diapers had nothing to live for like them lifers. But making sure every nigga stay rich within my cypher. We paid the price to circle of success. They turn my mic up. I'm about to hit these niggas with some shit that I Light your life up. If every nigga in your click is rich, your click is rugged. Nobody will fall, cause everyone will be each other's crutches. I hope you fools choose to listen. I drop jewels, bust it. These are the rules I follow in my life. You gotta love it. Jiggy jigger looking gully in the joint. If y'all niggas ain't talking about large money, what's the point? I'm feeling it. Feel the back, shit, you're talking away. Feeling it. Feel the legs pushing up on the side. I'm feeling it. Feel the high that you get from the line. Even if it ain't sunny, hey, I ain't complaining. I'm in the rain, doing the buck 40, hydroplaning. What's shorty? Where you disappear, the sun. Maintaining, putting myself in no position. Most of these rappers ain't in. I'm living. The Ill Street Blues got your hunger painting. Nothing to gain in. The whole lot to lose, you're still singing. Ooh, I'm thorough in every burrow. My name be ringing, warming it up for the perfect time. They hit your brain and you're feeling it. To all the girls I bought, a girl who took and sell my bricks. No doubt they could vouch my life is real as shit. 95 South and Poppy on the hill and shit. And all the towns like Cambridge that I kill with shit. And all the thorough ass niggas that I hustle with. Throw your joints in the air one time and bust your shit. These fake rappers can't really know I'm loving it. <laughs> you feeling it? I'm feeling it. Feel the bash and you're talking I'm feeling it. Throw the high that you get from the line. If you feel it, raise your hell in the sky. I'm feeling it. Feel the bash and you're talking away. Throw the legs pushing up on the side. I'm feeling it. Throw the high that you get from the line. If you feel it, raise your hell in the sky. Styles to keep me wet like Baywatch. I keep it tight for all the nights my mama prayed I stop. Said she had dreams a sniper hit me with a fatal shot. Those nightmares, mom. Them dreams that you say you got. Give me the chills, but these meals, well, they make me hot. Y'all don't feel me. Enough to stop the ailing ride. But at the same time, these dimes keep me feeling tight. I'm so confused. Okay, I'm getting weeded now. I know I contradicted myself. Look, I don't need that now. It's just once in the blue when it's nothing to do. When the tension gets too thick for my sober mind to cut through. I get the zone in. Me and the chick on the island and we're boning. I free my mind. Sometimes I hear myself moaning. Take one more tote, then I leave that weed alone, man. It got me going. Shit.
Welcome to a brand new episode of Sophisticated Ignorance. This is episode seven. Shout out to all our viewers, listeners, and subscribers. I truly fuck with y'all. Uh, the numbers has been great these past couple weeks. Um, my apologies for all the fans of Sophisticated Ignorance. We haven't been around the last couple weeks due to, you know, um, the holidays, uh, technical difficulties, you know, but we're back. We will be consistent. I promise you that. You can find us. Oh, you can find me, the host, at Prince underscore McFly. Drop the Y at the EI. That's on all social media platforms. You can find the podcast at theburbsnetwork.com or search the Burbs Network. You will, we will pop up on social media everywhere. The Burbs Network. Um, we got a special guest in the building today. The homie Juicy J. What's up? What's up? Uh. He was fired from uh, what was he fired from? You was fired from the original Sophisticated Ignorance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the original, yeah. The original and the second. And the second. And right. Special guest. Now I'm coming as a sad bitch off the fucking. Listen, you want the interview or not? I'm gonna do the interview. <laughs> <laughs> Where can they find you at? Find me at Twitter, uh, Drewski underscore, underscore the comedian. Same handle on. Uh, Instagram, you can find me on Facebook at just Drewski the Comedian. I got a fan page, you can find me right over there. Uh, my apologies, y'all. Uh, so how you been, bro? Man, I've been out here uh, raising these kids. Okay. I got another one um, to add on from the last time we got an interview. Well, I found out about one, so I'm at three now, but we we, we keep it going how we keep it going. <laughs> <laughs> so, um... How's the comedy thing going? Um, with COVID right now, it's actually at a now, in, in Michigan. Obviously, the mm-hmm. you know, ain't let nobody do nothing. So I can, even if I did a show, I can only hold what six to seven, six to ten people. Yeah. So maybe something intimate like Kevin Hart show that he didn't did. So that's the most I could do, if anything. So it's not what it was, but we still keeping it pushing. Though we can do Facebook live shows, like I said, through the Burbs Network, which is mm-hmm. what we talking about now. But besides that. I ain't did nothing this since February this year. Oh yeah, we could announce that. You know, you back with the bird. Well, you're with the Burbs Network now. All right. We're gonna All be right. doing. Um, <laughs> we're gonna be doing Black Man Don't Cheat, which is coming back. Uh, That's right. That's right. Because Black Man Don't Cheat. Because we don't. And then we're uh, we're putting together some type of comedy special. We don't got the a hundred percent got it together, but we got it together. We gonna do it. So be on the lookout. Uh, what is December now? Probably starting January. Definitely. Hundred percent. But uh, where do I want to start this interview from? Because I want to get back to the comedy scene in Pontiac and just being a comedian. But let's start from the beginning. Uh, your upbringing. Okay. Uh, well, everybody know the Flint Royce. If you know one of us, you know all of us. Family of ten kids, and the ten kids had about twenty-two kids. So we out here. Generations, we out here. We out here. Um, parents, pastors, growing up in church. Uh, shout out to Jesus, God. He been uh, he been with the fam. He been with us, uh, doing a thing. Um, <laughs> you, you grew up heavy in church. You know what I'm saying, like heavy, heavy. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the north side, Pontiac. Shout out to the north side, Emerson, E Block. That's how we. Well, that's what we call it in my mom's house. It wasn't really. So no gang activity over here. So me growing up. We didn't go to church. My mom tried to go to church like once for like a year. 
Like us going to church every week for like a year. And then she was like, all right, I'm tired of you niggas, which was me and this nigga Pops. Like, y'all y'all don't want to do this shit. I'm tired of bitching at y'all wanting to do this shit. Right. So fuck it. <laughs> so, <laughs> because we're like, man, do we have to go every week? Every week? This is bullshit. Yeah, we didn't get that luxury. Our parents are pastors, so yeah. we went to church three times a week. So how did that uh, coincide with y'all growing up? Uh, it actually, it, it helped. Mm-hmm. But it kind of I'm a homebody Like we don't I don't mind Sitting at home all the time Because like I said It was eight kids right. when I was growing up So If one go All of us go Ain't nobody taking Eight kids to the movies Ain't nobody taking Eight kids to the playground To the arcade So they just be like Fuck it Y'all stand at the house So we never went nowhere Growing up Because of that reason Because there was uh-huh. too many of us So I'm a homebody from that So all I did was Go to church That's pretty much all we mm-hmm. Allowed to do So I mean, it, like I said, it had pros and cons to it. Because of that, I can't sit in the house and I don't mind at all. But also, a con from that is I sit in the house all the time and don't go out. So my, my females be like, damn, you don't take me out nowhere. And I'd be like, I sure don't. But I don't, I don't, it ain't on purpose, you know? I'm just, yeah. it's, it's just, I'm, it's, I'm preconditioned that way. So, pros and cons to it. So, due to you having to be in that church life so much as a child, do you, when you're raising your kids, do you, are you like, y'all have to be in this church or you're more lenient? Uh, I'm way more lenient than my parents were. Mm-hmm. But my parents being pastors and we, we go, we call it Zerch. It's like Zoom church. Mm-hmm. So, we have it three times a week, so we still be in church a lot. Our parents make us get on. Mm-hmm. You know about Zerch. 100%. You, you, shout, out, shout out to Zerch, uh, Zoom church. Uh, if y'all parents don't make y'all go, y'all lucky. Uh, it, I mean, it, it's cool. It is what it is. But like my parents, my kids be on sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't require it. Yeah. My parents require us because religion is, I, I got a relationship with God, but they're, that religion life is uh, a different life. Fucking different life. Still shout out to, to, to Big G. I, Jesus, shout out to God. Just case my parents listen. <laughs> I still love God. I wasn't listening to moms. I'm you gonna, I wish you don't say when you hear this. Tone made me say this. <laughs> so, like, um,. How was it growing up? Outside, you know, the obvious, the church shit. Just, uh, just growing up as a child. Okay, like, I, okay, I'm just gonna put it, put it out there. Uh, like, I, if I had ten children, I'm just saying this to say I understand what my pops was going through. If I had ten kids, I would also be the dads all the time because, because I got ten kids. Mm-hmm. Like, if I had ten kids and know I came home with ten kids, I'll be angry a lot too. So we, we used to get our ass whooped, kind of a, kind of like a lot. Every single day, at least four people got whoopings every single day for like 15 years. But why would y'all do shit to get fucked up? And that's the crazy thing. We had to do shit to get fucked up. Okay. Say we're doing this interview right now. Yeah. Finish the interview. Everybody leave. Everybody go to sleep. My pop come in here and see this glass sealed on the table and it's ice in it, so it's going to leave a stain on the wood. Mm-hmm. Everybody who got this interview getting a whooping, instead of him being like, remember to put the glass in the sink next time. It was just the fact that he'd be like, there's so many kids. I don't like him. Any reason he yeah, so, had. So any small reason. Small reason. To, to make me go over my limit. The smallest of reasons. I'm, I'm about to fuck y'all up. The smallest of reasons. One time, I remember one time at school call home. On the voicemail, all you hear is, this is a voicemail for Ambry and Andrew Flynn. Please give a call back. My pop heard that voicemail 
and beat the shit out of me and my sister. And my mama called back and they said, we wanna let you know your two nerdy ass kids who don't do nothing is on a national honor roll. Do you want their pictures in a yearbook? It costs $50 per child. That nigga said, I already beat y'all before I knew what they said. But y'all will do something to deserve them whoopings, so I ain't even gonna say sorry. So I'm not. <laughs> you didn't even apologize. Y'all got pre-ass whoopings. Pre-ass whoopings, exactly. And that's, I just feel like that's that's why I got three kids with three baby mamas. I feel like that have something to do with it. Like somewhere deep down inside, it broke me to be like I didn't trust nothing or nobody. Like I feel like that had something to do with how I turned into. So you put an ass whooping in the tuck. He really whipped us off the voicemail and didn't know what had happened. And then found out and it was like, y'all gonna do something to deserve the mass whooping. So I might even gonna say sorry. So shout out to my pop. Like, that's why I don't trust nobody when they say shit. Like, yeah. I have reasons for this shit. Like, it's deep, yeah. it's deep, deep rooted. So like, so like you said, like, do the shit like that as an adult. You have trust issues because of shit, bullshit like that. I literally don't trust nothing nobody said until they hand it to me. Like somebody be like, oh, I'm going. I'm like, right. And then once I get in my hand, I'm like, oh, you really was going. You feel me? Like, it's deep rooted. I be trying, it be destroying my relationships, but bitches shouldn't lie. It's their fault as well. Not, I ain't put it on my pops. It's just once I see somebody is, yeah. I, uh, it, once I have a problem trusting somebody, I just don't be around them no more. I just cut them off completely. That's legit. Like, and it just goes back to my childhood. But I mean, we, we make it all work. Everybody is the way they is. Everybody ain't perfect, you know what I'm saying? We make it work. So, due to you getting your ass whooped so much as a child for bullshit, do you feel that you're lean as fuck towards your kids? I know I'm lean as fuck. And I know you saying that because you think I'm lean as fuck because I know you know my son be needing ass whooped. <laughs> and I don't be giving it to him. <laughs> actually, everybody in this room know my son be needing ass whooped and I don't give it to him. My daughter be acting up sometime, but barely, but... My son be needing ass whoopings. But yes, I'll be so much more lenient for that exact reason. We didn't have a voice growing up. We got whoopings growing up. So I listen more and I whoop less. And mm-hmm. it'd it be, it be backfiring uh, a lot of the times because <laughs> a little dog be acting the fuck up. But that's my man's though. But yes, that is why I, I do less because I got more growing up. But I feel that's like with any uh, parent that got fucked up as a child, mm-hmm. they're more... A lot of times they're more lean towards, you know, because that's how my mom was with me. Mm-hmm. Like, my pops, he was the opposite. He was like, you fuck up, you get an ass whooping. Because right. that's how I was raised. Right. Well, mama, she was like, okay, I understand how you may have fucked up. So, I'm going to be lean on this ass whooping. She used to just build ass whoopings, though. Right, right. <laughs> so, if I fucked up 20 times at 20... I'm gonna get fucked up. Right, right. Even if the twentieth was something real, some small, bullshit. You so, like you said, leaving a. I got. I got whooped with an extension cord before. Only time I got whooped with an extension cord because I left food in the basement, and her thing was nigga, because like the basement was like my my spot. Right. Like where that's where a company and shit come. Like if I have friends over and shit like that, she like nigga. All you gotta do is keep the basement clean, but. Do not leave food that you didn't eat in the basement. And I will always be down there at 3 o'clock in the morning. I'm sleepy as fuck. Mm-hmm. Not taking shit upstairs. I'm about to take shit up. Even though, <laughs> even though I got to go past the kitchen to get to my room. 
<laughs> I have to go upstairs to the, the regular level, kitchen right there. I can put everything right there. No. Minimum effort was needed. <laughs> and just so happens she goes in the basement, it's full down there. I get fucked up. But I deserved it. Because I done fucked up 20 times. 20 that definitely, definitely was well deserved. Ours was the opposite. Ours was, you would think we fucked up 20 times, but really we left a rapper in the basement. Mm hmm. Like, yeah, ours is similar. To, and plus, it was 10 kids, so. See, my pops, he was a whole ass nigga. So, if he had to get called over, I'm whooping. I'm whooping this nigga. I'm whooping ass. Like, if I got if your mama called me over, I'm whooping your ass. I don't care what it was. But, as an adult, we could talk about it and be like, oh, you know, you know. Right. Man, fuck you. Mm-hmm. Bitch, you called girls at, when you was in middle school and hung up the phone sometimes? Right, exactly. I got fucked up over that shit. Mm. So, um, you have a, a close knit family. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one thing that I'm like jealous over, because yes, my circle of family is is close. Me, Vani, my mama. You know, we was close, right. but we wasn't close. Outside of that, you feel what I'm saying? So there's no other people in our circle. It might be one other person, two other people in our circle. So it's five people. Right. You grew up in a, you know a large family. You got nine other uh, siblings, cousins, and all that shit. Uh, so that's one thing I definitely was is jealous about because I never, you know, I didn't grow up with my cousins. I grew up with Vo and uh, a one of them niggas, but you feel what I'm saying? I didn't have, you know, me and Bonnie 15 years apart. Mm-hmm. So I basically grew up by myself. Right, you feel what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. So I didn't have those people, you know, I could just, uh, I could just, you know, be around and right. regular growing up shit. Yeah, it definitely, it definitely took, have an effect. Like, we, how you feel like you, you say, you, you look at us and be like, damn, they really got a big ass family and mm-hmm. they could just, schedule a party and have 20 motherfucking family mm-hmm. members come there and look like it's a big ass type of party like we've been spoiled with that because we never realized it mm-hmm. until we got grown like we just it, it was normal to us we normalized it because we always had big ass family members recipes my brother Sam he passed like 05 mm-hmm. or 2015 I'm sorry but uh, we always had that super big family super close knit relationship so yeah we, we have been spoiled with that like I love it we are army and I love it we still growing like I, I do love that it, it have an effect on us that's where I did my comedy scene really came from is I used to get bullied by my sister so much when I was little I got five sisters so my brother my older brother is four years young older than me almost five years older than me mm-hmm. my younger brother is almost five years younger than me so I'm in the middle yeah and it's three girls in between each you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. so I was always bullied by both. The older three girls gonna bully me, so because of that, the younger three gonna bully me. My nigga Beast tried to help, but he five years younger than me. Yeah, he the youngest. Just get our ass beat. Yeah. Like, it wasn't really much we could do. That's where my comedy scene came from, is getting bullied by them heifers. Like, mm-hmm. it, it really put something in me. I used to hate them. <laughs> I used to do shit for no reason. I could play hide and seek, put them up in the. I'm like, I'm off. They like, you should hide in the dryer. Don't nobody ever check their nigga in the dryer. And they turned that bitch. I have it to my little brother. They turned the fucking dryer on and went upstairs. You hear nigga and that bitch really. He was a little kid. He was little, little. My sister just convinced nigga to get in the dryer and turn that bitch on the left. Like they used to do shit like that just to speak. Like 
to be fucked up. We saw right, Dragon Ball Z was my shit. Everybody know Dragon Ball Z gonna be thirty minutes. They only gonna show you four minutes worth of shit. Mm-hmm. Motherfucker gonna be charging up for twenty minutes. They mm-hmm. only gonna show us the last five minutes. My sister come in the room, take the remote, turn it off the last five minutes. Be like family matters about to come on. We about to watch this, and the six girls about to watch it. Me and my brother crying like he about to do the command. Man, man, just let us, <laughs> let us watch him throw it. He's like hell no. Fuck <laughs> 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 <That> shit. <laughs> Like real shit, That's and it's a bunch of them. So six of them. So it's me and my little brother. What are we gonna do? We gonna get our ass beat. It's the command man, and then you know what's kind of matters anyway. <laughs> like that, she used to do something to me, man. It puts like, it puts something in me to be like, cause I can't I can't fight them. I need to be able to do something to be able to do like I need. To. So I was just like, I gotta be able to say something. If I say some slick shit, they don't got nothing to say. Mm-hmm. I punch them, they gonna all beat my ass. But yeah. if I say something, they ain't got nothing back. That's literally. Where my comedy started at is being like, let me start saying this and saying this and saying this, and they'd be like, damn, like, I don't know what to say back or do back. And then I, I could sneak in another two minutes because they trying to figure out something to say back. So I get to watch Dragon Ball Z for two more minutes. <laughs> I, I ain't get the whole five minutes. They still turned it off, but I, I got a little extra from time so, so you roasted them. Exactly. And so are you the middle child? Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm pretty much smacked up in the middle. It's uh. <laughs> Cause what is uh Sam, Keela, Marv, Mika, Ambry, and then me. Okay, and then Sheree, Brittany, Maya, Brandon. So yeah, you're the middle child. Yeah, I'm right in the middle. So did you have to deal with the middle child syndrome? I feel like being in the middle. I got I'm the best out of all my siblings, and I'm better than every last one. The oldest four, the older ones got their ass beat the most because my parents was just learning. Yeah. Everybody got their ass beat, but the older ones got it the absolute most. They got in prime parents' exactly. ass whooping. Exactly. They got we learning to parent yeah. ass whooping. So they. Got, we full of strength. Exactly. Exactly. They got <laughs> exactly that. And the younger ones, they was like tired of beating them. The, yeah. It didn't work as well with the older ones, so they kind of was like more lenient. So mm. I was in the middle of getting a bunch of whoopings and then they start being lenient. Everybody else was either all the way spoiled or all the way ass whooped. I was the only one right in the middle. So okay. yes, I'm better than all of them niggas <laughs> because of that reason. It's like growing up in the era of when the internet didn't have internet and the internet was starting and then you learned the internet. Motherfuckers in that generation, they the best. Yeah. They know what it's like to have no internet to 100%. Come from nothing. And they know exactly what all the technology like, like I could survive without the internet. Exactly, but but Bonnie came because he grew up on it hundred percent. Yeah, exactly. That 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 was that's middle child greatness. I mean, yeah. that is about the shit. It's called middle child greatness because was in the middle to be able to see what both lives was like. Yeah, if you was born from like eighty seven to like ninety two. You probably some of the greatest people in the world. You could survive with or without. Yeah, because you grew up not really. Uh, we we had the internet, but it was trash. Right, yeah. right. It was up and coming <laughs> internet. Yeah, and before the eighties, they had nothing. So they had, yeah. didn't know how to. So work. we was, so we was younger. We didn't have to deal with that shit at all. We had like Genesis. Mm-hmm. Super Nintendo, the first PlayStation 60. Right, you feel right. what I'm saying? So we grew up from the beginning to the end of this shit. Exactly. That's a legit way. It's, it's logic to that thing. It's, it's 100% I logic. I said this shit and there, all my siblings went the fuck off. Like, everything you said is bullshit. It's too bad. I said, think about the logic I'm giving y'all. Yeah. Like, this shit really makes sense. You in yeah. the middle of both. Because if the internet go off right now, I'm just going to go to sleep. I'm like, all right, fuck it. Exactly. Exactly. I can call somebody. 
and talk on the phone. Yep. Like, there's a generation who don't talk on the phone at all. Yeah, oh, if you call the ass, they gonna wonder what the fuck you call for. Mm-hmm. Like, your FaceTime broke? Right. Like, <laughs> exactly. Your FaceTime broke? <laughs> exactly that. You, I, it's logic to what I'm saying. So everybody who listens to this hear what I'm saying. I'm better than all the rest of my siblings, and y'all see why now. Like, I hope my siblings listening so y'all can understand that everybody in this room, Tone specifically, even agreed that I'm better than the rest of my siblings. And I, I hope they specifically hear this. So, um, what I see with, like, because I know, at this point, I know all your siblings. Um, so y'all can real life be beefing. Like, nigga, fuck you. I hate everything you're about. If we wasn't siblings, I would shoot you in the face <laughs> and not talk or do anything around that person. And then the next day, be like, oh, my bad, bro. I'm good. And we back cool. Yeah. How? I just, we just grew up on that. Our parents always had us on that off the strength of, you don't know. I don't know. It, it just, we just built like that somehow. I, I didn't know it was it was different until I started seeing other motherfuckers be like, I ain't talking to my sister. In four years, like, motherfuckers really beef with their family. We didn't know that people beef with their family like that, like that. Listen, me and Vani could beef, and then we'd be like, all right, man. We, we in the same fucking house. Right. My bad. But anybody outside of that, I don't give a fuck. I will hold a grudge till I die. That's crazy. There's not many people in this world that I hate. Because if I hate you, I, I will never be a friend with you ever again or associate with you. That's how I like. I live life like that. Yeah. Like if you ever done fucked me over, there's no more getting back from on that side. Right. Like I, I don't give a fuck until you die and you could be dead and I'm like fuck that nigga, a hundred percent. But you feel what I'm saying? Motherfuckers can really not fuck with people no more. Mm-hmm. Um, we just get over that shit quick. Like, we needed some, re- had some family members do some real ass fucked up and, shit. And, and like, you may be seeing like, uh, you may have seen like, I don't get mad. Right. It's rare I get mad. It's rare if you have any emotions to be. Yeah. yeah. yeah but that's, that's the reason. Because if I put emotion into something and I get fucked over, I'm, it's cut the fuck off. Right. Like, me and Driz done bumped heads a thousand times, but it's never really emotional to it. Mm-hmm. Like, we'll bump heads and then I'll roast that nigga the next day. Mm-hmm. But if I put emotion into certain type of shit, or I even look at shit like, if you fucked over my friends, because I take my friends, like, my circle of friends, who my circle circle, I look at them as my brothers and real family. Mm-hmm. If you don't fuck them over, I will not have a relationship with you. Right. But that's how I, you know, that's how I was taught growing up. Like, if they don't fuck with you, I don't fuck with you. I exactly agree. That's how we is. We just, ex- family is, our circle is an exception, regardless of how far they is or how fucked up they is. Our <laughs> circle is the exception. And they do fucked up shit and yeah. shit over everybody outside of that circle. Mm-hmm. It's just our circle is like 30 motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. I get exactly what but you that, that's dope. Because you can say whatever the fuck you want to that person and then be like, all right, man, listen. On Tuesday, I was wilding. My bad. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> True. <laughs> but yeah, I, but I most of the time, I don't try to 
to get that mad at certain shit. I try to either um fuck it, it is what it is, or I don't give a fuck. Exactly. I try to leave it as it is what it is. Sometimes shit ain't ain't what it ain't what it was. Mm-hmm. Got to come back to it. Mm-hmm. Try to base everything around comedy. I try to see comedic value in everything that happens. That's why when shit happened. Like old, for example, when old girl headbutted me at the party that turned through, and y'all niggas didn't help. And I know y'all gonna say we couldn't did nothing. I got headbutted, and I literally said, "Hey y'all, it's a bitch at this party. She shouldn't be here. I need to hide from her. I need to run from her. Y'all niggas help." And I remember Vani smiling real hard and being like, "She cute," and I was like, "That ain't what this is about." And she was like, hi, Bonnie. He was like, hi, how you doing? So he was checked off. Clearly, he wasn't about to help me. I was getting <laughs> told to look. It was like, yo, she about to hit me. She about to fucking hit me. Y'all niggas, y'all, y'all, y'all didn't do shit. Y'all didn't help. That's, that's besides the point. <clears throat> I don't even remember my point was, but I remember y'all didn't help me. And y'all was some whole ass niggas. I didn't know she had butted you. I didn't either. I got hit by directly in front of Tone. No, you didn't. Directly. Directly in front of Tone, sitting on the couch. I remember in my head tucked all the way back and it was like he dancing and I was like no. <laughs> I listen I know exactly the time you're talking about and where I was at I was on the couch I was sitting next to somebody talking to them I know exactly who I was talking to and then I look up and you was holding old girl hands no 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 I was trying to get old girl to let go of my hands and wrists and I was holding my wrists they was about bound and I something was like, like that yeah guys please someone he didn't please. say nothing she thick I she's looked, bigger than me help me I'm drunk I'm I looked over. up somebody please and them niggas was like them niggas dancing and I'm like <laughs> but she was holding my arms and headbutting me in the face and nobody tried to help no but I was like through my circle of guys I still forgive them they're my brothers I'm not gonna hold no grudge against them like that's what I mean when I say my circle they, they exceptions cause anybody else outside that circle who that we do my ass was and then beef nobody saw you get headbutt bro I was in the back I got my ass with the friend of Tone uh, many a times. I think I attacked bad many a females in Tone, but right there about to see it happen. He don't even warn me. Like, I could literally be sitting there eating and he see her coming from me at me. He wouldn't say shit, but that's beside the point. Like I said, my circle is the exception. These are all lies. I get over. Built on poor lies. I get over what happens. I don't hold grudges against people. I see comedic value in everything, so when y'all bust the fuck out laughing, I'm like, ha ha, he got hit by the look at his lip. He got the lump lip. Ah. Like, I just, like, I laughed and I just was like, I'm gonna kill these niggas later. But I got over it. I see the comedic value. You have to. You gotta see it. Like, everything that happened to me, I see the comedic value the next, right? Like, either immediately or the next day. Like, when I had got attacked by this girl, I'm thinking who was in front? Who was right there? Oh, wait. Tone was right there. I was asleep. She was pulling up, about to fuck me up. Tone woke me. No, wait. Tone didn't wake me up. He let me get my ass whooped. But I saw the comedic value the next day as my eye was black <laughs> and my arm was cut up and bit up. And I was like, oh, it was a funny night. I see why it was funny, even though. It was, it's wild that you tell this story just from one point of view. I can only tell it from the point of the, the, the victim. Because that's the only view. He had that. this built up for a minute. Listen, <laughs> listen dog. Listen. He had this built up for a minute. Listen. It's really happening. I'm about to try to tell this story without without using any names. 
So, it starts off, we're going to a pool party. At this point, well, I could say Kia name, because shout out to Kia. Shout out to Kia. Kia used to throw these. Happy birthday. She used to throw these parties every summer, pool parties. Everybody be in that bitch. So, this uh, summer, uh, this is like the summer me and Drew really become friends. Because before that, I knew who he was, but I didn't know. Like, you feel what I'm saying? So this summer, nigga, me and Drew, like, every day. Shout out to the summer 2016, the greatest. Greatest summer of all time. Anybody's life, if you check anybody's life about 2016, it was the greatest. Yeah. That was the greatest year. So, so, nigga, we like, all right, we going to this pool party. Because everybody's about to be there. Mm -hmm. So, we have a bottle. We have a fifth of a regular Hennessy. This is when we was living wild, drinking regular Hennessy. Mm -hmm. Shout out to Hennessy Privilege now. And we and we had a leader of white Hennessy. When I say we went through the regular Hennessy, shut up, Roxy. We went through this regular Hennessy in 10 minutes. Quickly. So everything after that is moving fast. <laughs> <laughs> Next thing I know, it's dark outside. And uh, I see Don. Don had a bottle of Hennessy Privilege, and we swapped shots. I gave him a shot of white Hennessy, and he gave me a shot of uh, Hennessy Privilege. And listen, life got to move in that sonic speed. Next thing I know, I'm confessing my love to this this girl. Not uh, this girl, multiple girls. Tone told every girl. He don't never tell this part of his story. He literally was saying poems. He was Wale. He turned into Wale to about 15 different girls at the party. No lie, he don't. He ain't want to be admitting this part, but he turned into Wale. But in the midst of me being Wale, <laughs> I see this nigga X walking to the party. Now this is before his ex knew who I was, so I'm like, oh shit, I don't think she's supposed to be here. This nigga Drew is just at the pool, not doing shit, just being a drunk nigga. So I walk over there like, hey bro. You should probably get up and get the fuck on the other side. Because there's a party going on on the other side of the fence. Because there's way too many people here. Yeah, it was, it was, it was it's a, a slew of niggas. A slew of shout out to the time before COVID when niggas can actually pack up money. 100%. Like so, I tell I'm like, listen, get up, bro. Go on the other side of the fence. Yo, yo, ex is here. He like, oh, shit. All right, let me get the fuck on. So then, I go back to doing what I was doing. I don't know what I was doing. Being drunk. So then, next thing I know, I see this nigga Drew. Uh, he back where I'm at. It was it was live over there where the pool was at. It was pumped on the other side, but they was playing cards. Anybody never teach me how to play spades. I went, one there, so I went back to the side where the pool was at. I had to. So, so it's me... This girl, I refuse to say her name anymore because she hated on me for uh, against another bitch. So fuck her. Then it's Drew. So then Drew, other ex, walks up. It was like you invited your ex to this party. And listen, when she slapped this nigga, we didn't take the slap serious. It was just like a, a little quick movie slap. My gum literally fell off. <laughs> It was a serious slap. I, I took it serious. We didn't, know, we didn't know it was that serious. So, Drew, he may have dropped his hoodie or whatever. 
I was like, here, bro, here go your hoodie. No. <laughs> I slapped, and everybody was like, what was that sound? What was that noise? What was that? So I picked him up, and he said, Drew, here go your hoodie that you dropped when you just got slapped like a bitch. So that's what everybody said, damn, Drew got slapped like a bitch. And that's how everybody thought that I got slapped. So really, tone is the reason. Because the girl said, if anybody fight, if there's any drama, no. I get shut down. No. So after the slap happened, everybody found out, and she found out, she shut the party down because she, of, yeah, she shut the party down. Who the fuck is Drew that got slapped? I'm about to beat his ass. How the fuck they found out? Because when Tone picked up my hoodie, he said, "Here go your hoodie, you drop when you just got that's, slapped like a bitch." That's not what happened. That's what it happened. was a slew of niggas over there. Listen, after his ex slapped him, she got to walking somewhere else, and she told, she told. Kia, I just slapped Drew. Tone told everybody. I didn't tell nobody. Lying. So look, the party. Look, that ain't, that's not even important. The party is over right now. So, guess who was supposed to be driving home? This nigga. I get to the uh, car. This nigga outside throwing up. Little, little bit. Shout out to the. Hangover. I slapped my toes. <laughs> <laughs> this nigga outside throwing up. So I'm like, dog. All right. So I had to drive from Detroit to Pontiac. Drunk as fuck. Shout out to the money. Shout out to the <laughs> <laughs> So look, I get to Drew Crib. Um, I get to Drew Crib. I pull up. I'm like, damn, I'm hungry as fuck. Let me go to, uh, I went to fucking, uh, Checkers. Checkers. Went to Checkers. Got something to eat. Was a real nigga. Got this nigga something to eat. So then I pull up back to this nigga crib. I'm drunk. I fall asleep at the wheel. So I'm in this driveway. Sleep. The car on. Niggas asleep. Uh, and just so something told me. Tone, wake the fuck up. And I wake up and I see this nigga X picking up rocks to throw through my window. So once again, I'm not in I'm not sober. So what I did was I opened my door so she can see, like, oh shit, that's Tone in the car. I can't break his window, cause that's Tone. I'm not gonna break his window. Just so happened Drew is sitting next to me. Just so happened. I'm in a passenger seat, unconscious. I was just unconscious. There so, was- listen, when you drunk, you move in slow motion. So by the time I closed my door and I realized what's going on, she done opened the passenger door and get to beating this nigga ass. <laughs> <laughs> At that point, in my head, I'm saying, this is a one-on-one. There's nothing I can do. Oh, you old-ass nigga. Not even wake the nigga up. I understand, because what do you look like being, like, jumping a bitch? What what, what I gonna do? Hop out the driver's side, and we just going to hold him? I ain't gonna lie. He sleep. No, he up by the side. She oh, she just, she stole on him. He woke she up. She woke me up from a bush. <laughs> yeah, you can't sock my man's if he sleep. Dog. Bitch, I'll smack you. You this, better get the fuck this, back away from my car. I would have jumped out the car and immediately walked up to her saying, yo, 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 chill, chill, chill. Before she before even I saw smack her, you. Before she even saw cuz, I would have came out like, yo, chill the fuck out. These suburban ass niggas. 
be like, it's not my problem, bro. <laughs> so they outside fighting. No, I'm outside getting my ass beat. While I'm throwing up, she punched me. This will happen. She punched me twice. And I opened my eyes and looked at Tony and said, what you say, bro? Did you just say something to me? Why, how did I wake up? And he looking out the window like this. Like, <laughs> so I turned and looked, she was like, that was me, bitch. <laughs> so I immediately like, oh, God. <laughs> throwing up. I'm getting out the car like, excuse me, please. Let me throw up. As I'm throwing up, she beat my ass. Tony sit back in his car. I was like, let me know when you go in the house, cuz. <laughs> I'm getting my ass beat. Whooped, <laughs> trying to get to the door like, please, Jesus, oh my God, please somebody help, <laughs> grab her. The whole yeah, time, lie with a tweet, bitch, you better get the fuck away from my car before I punch your ass. Joe was in the car sleep. He went back to sleep. Disclaimer: yeah. I don't be beating up females, but I would have for sure created the illusion. You can't sock my man's wife. But I'm not in. Or while he drunk. Because I'm, I'm not on jump it, jump the jump on tip mode. <laughs> I, I'm in a mixture of Hennessy's mode. <laughs> nigga, I'm, I'm sleep. Nigga. I'm in a mixture of Hennessy's mode. <laughs> <laughs> I got my ass. Shout out to that shit, though. That was a crazy summer. I went to jail right. next week. <laughs> Just put them down. That's, that was a crazy summer. She got but <clears throat> that was just another example. Uh, th- listen, this nigga got locked up the next week. Who was the real nigga who told his family? Like, listen. Told him to the crib. I got locked up and told him to the crib and chill. And then eventually hit my sister. No. Your brother in jail. No. That's a lie. That's a hundred percent lie. This nigga's a whole ass nigga. This nigga is a Cause not only I hit up his sister, I hit up the girl, we not gonna say any names. She at this nigga crib waiting for us to come back so we go to breakfast. So I was like, yo, we ain't going to breakfast. Uh Drew locked up. So look, me, one of his sisters, and old girl is in constant communication, trying to see when this nigga gonna get out, when I gotta pick this nigga up, all this shit. Shout out to y'all, I ain't gonna hold y'all up. I did get out of jail the next day. It was quick. Or it was a couple days, but yeah. <coughs> no, it was the next day. Yeah, yeah, it was actually. You went to jail on a Sunday, yeah, and you got out that Monday. Yeah. That was a whole crazy little segment, but still, Tony let me get my ass beat multiple times. I heard at the party, he announced that I got my ass slapped. He was standing right there when she was walking about the gate, slapped me. I was, we was all having a conversation, laughing. He didn't warn me, tell me she was about to beat my ass. He thought she was in play mode. I didn't know she was about to beat this nigga ass. This was fucking art. She had Arthur fists and everything. It was an anniversary party. Nobody expected to fight. <laughs> no, not then. Oh, it was a, at the I, pool party. Yeah, the oh. Arthur fist and Tony seen that he ain't said that that was number one. That. Two hour, hour later, he let old girl be mad while I was asleep. He ain't say shit about that shit. He ain't give a fuck try to help with that. Number two, rewind fat or fast forward to years later, he let me get headbutted in his living room directly in front of him, and he just acted like he was blinking for a long time. So I know he wasn't blinking for that. First long. off, I was in a mixture of Hennessy modes at my anniversary party once again. <laughs> And then nobody, nobody knew this nigga got hair buddy. You might have been gone by then. I was trying to get out the door. I was literally moonwalking to the door, and she was holding. Was my you? Face. 
Didn't did you and uh, Nita and them leave at the same time? No. You left before Nita? After. After Nita? But she was still here when it happened. I know, because I was sitting next to her. Ex- oh, so you know exactly what the fuck was going on then? No. I know I was sitting next to Keith. I was sitting next to Nita. And that's when it happened. Where I looked at you and told like, guys, somebody please help. She got my wrist bound, please. Oh, yeah, he did say that. Somebody. She, she got my wrist. Somebody. But once again, it's a one-on-one situation. She was like, <laughs> nobody saw him get hit, but it. My lip immediately was like, what the fuck was I doing? I don't know. I definitely was still there. My shit had the bum bum. I don't know. It was right when cuz, uh, your man's right when he left. As soon as he was leaving. When Sidney was leaving? No, his name Alex. Oh, Alex? Oh. As soon as he was leaving, I was trying to leave with him. Like, I'm gonna walk you out. So he tried to be slick, and he was right there, like, ah! Like, damn! It's like, guys, he was like, um... Um, what you say, bro? <laughs> Nobody said that. I had an eyelash in my eye or something. Damn. Maybe, maybe you need to pick better females to be around. I wasn't even trying to be around at all. Every single time it happened, I was not even deliberately being around any of them. That just go to in and out. I got over it because talking to my circle, that's my brother. So I was like, I ain't gonna hold no grudge, even though he he has, he foresee the ass open and don't help me. Listen, man. Of all the real nigga shit I've done for you over the years, these two situations, <laughs> two situations, because the, you getting punched by you get slapped by your ex. That had nothing to do with me. <laughs> A hundred percent nothing to do with me. You saw her walking up. You got out of her I don't think I, I met her at that point in my life. Tone got out of her when he saw her walking and slid to the side. And I was right there like, here's your target. He could have tapped me like, bro, here she come with the artifice. She looked mad. But didn't I say in the beginning of the story, I told that nigga to get the fuck on. Touche. <laughs> he did tell me to get the fuck on and I went to the other side of the party. But like I said, it was, they started talking shit about me for not knowing how to play spades. So I had to get the fuck on. I wanted to come back to the pool. I might have been slightly my fault. So why don't you have your sisters jump on their ass? Uh, oh, uh, that uh, people have asked me that quite a few times. Actually, in high school, I used to be loose with that shit, quick to be like, "Hey, yo, y'all!" My sisters then jumped on a bunch of girls' asses, mm-hmm. and then later, friends like I had my sister whoop your ass, and then in a three or four months or some shit, my sister hanging with some girl, and then that's your friend too, and then both y'all there. Now I got animosity for no reason, simply because. Me and the girl that got into it, the girl that said some little slick shit to me, and I had my sister beat their ass, and I was beef with them, and the girlfriend got to decide who they gonna hang with, and then all the little drama, blah, 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 so I stopped doing the shit, like, I stopped getting my sisters in the shit, especially if I end up messing with the girl again after that, and my mm-hmm. sister already beat her ass, now it's animosity and beef between us, so I stopped doing it. That's I got more responsible with it, and I didn't put my sisters in the beef. Shut up, Roxy. Really but with that shit. I, I used to. That's re, that's very respectable. I used to do it though. But if you jump on my ass, because the responsible thing, if a female jump on my ass, the responsible thing is I can't fuck her up. Right. I can get her up off me, but I can't fuck her up. 
I can't, me personally, me personally, I can't live life with you having, I don't fuck that nigga up. Right. So, now, if I got 75 sisters, my 75 sisters is going to jump on your ass. Yeah, I, I understand that kind of stuff. And I, I was there for a minute. But... I just didn't want them to end up catching cases over some shit. Yeah, that, yeah that's and real. My sister right now got a felony for assaulting a girl five, ten years ago because of me. Like, I would feel bad. So yeah. I, I really thought, I, th- I think about shit like that now. Because yeah. they, they didn't jump on a couple girls' asses. And I just I thought about it. Like, because some of my baby mamas didn't deserve the ass whoopings. Mm-hmm. My sister was about to beat the shit out of some of them. But... They end up not jumping the girl, and then years later, like damn, if y'all did that back in the day, right now we would have way more beef and animosity than we have now. So I'm glad that it didn't. Happen. Yeah. So I really, so yeah, I, got, I had to get mature about that shit. That's very respectable. How do you feel about like, uh, like some of your sisters being friends with like your exes and well, baby mamas? That's different because they gotta be around, but like. Exes. All of all my sisters' friends is all my old bitches. Mm-hmm. Honestly, not bitches, <clears throat> women. <clears throat> I'm calling women. All of my sisters' friends are a combination or culmination of all of my old girlfriends. Ask any of my sisters, who's your best friend? When they tell you, they're like, how you meet her? Somewhere down the line in that story, it's through me. So, all my sisters, y'all welcome. Like, they welcome. For me, introducing them to their best friends, like because you made their life better. Exactly, clearly I'm best. Bet, I'm great at picking. Like that's it's the middle child syndrome. It's, it's the middle child greatness syndrome, man. Like you make everybody else's life it's better. It's a real thing. It's really a real thing. I'm the life of the party and the family. <clears throat> when I walk in there, everybody's like, "Oh, Drew here! Oh my God, we so happy!" If you ask them, they gonna obviously deny that fact. But we, we know how it is when I, I, I walk in. There. Party in the party until I walk in. I should write that down and put it in a rabbit. Because I don't think nobody. I think it's the exact opposite. I think when I come in the party, everybody be like. I'm pretty sure that. Oh shit, it's Tone in the building. I'm pretty sure that's opposite of. Tone never is in no building, so he's in this building. We lit. But it is what it is. So, um, how were you in high school? A nerd until. 12th grade, 11th, 11th and a half grade. Probably like, fuck this glasses shit. <clears throat> Went from, I turned into Seth Fonder Kale for the most part. Started trying to get bitches. I started realizing being funny can get women. Mm-hmm. So, I started trying to run with that. Dropped out of bed, took the glasses off, got contacts. You know what I'm saying? Started working. Started trying to back close shoes a little bit. <clears throat> you want me scream? No, just talk louder. <laughs> Like, All right, man. <laughs> usually, I used to be in a band. They'd be like, higher. They want you to do a higher octave, but whatever. Y'all know music. I'm a producer. Y'all know shit. About so, so, I, <laughs> so outside of your sister's bullying you growing up, did you have to deal with any other type of bullying? Uh, no. We was an army. Okay. Like, if, if you had problem with me, you knew you was gonna have a problem with the rest of the family, and most of anybody like. And he do it at argue with like nigga I know your sister, nigga. Like they would you say that in mm-hmm. form of like, nigga, we cool, like what the fuck is you? 
So I never, I literally never had beef with nobody. If I ever got into any fights, it was because I put myself in them. Okay. Shout out to them fights. How many fights you been in? How many fights I won? You want to talk about? I'll talk about how many fights I won. Okay. How many fights I've been in is a completely different number than how many fights I won. It's a significantly different number. Like, like a, <laughs> a drastically different number. I've been in quite a few fights. I jumped in, a, like, like, niggas used to be in riot fights type of shit. Like, <laughs> really being right type of fights back in northern shit like on some north side south side shit or north side east side shit like niggas used to do that for no reason I used to just jump in it cause I was from that side of town and <clears throat> I didn't win a lot of them uh, so <laughs> I, I would jump in and then jump back out the fight yeah uh, when I transferred to northern one of them bitches popped off in the middle of the hallway they and used I, to be and that was the first time I seen somebody get punched out their shoes. <laughs> and that was the first time I ever seen, like, uh, like, school security have fucking, like, pepper spray, uh, like the paintball bitches. Mm-hmm. And then came and that bitch shot two of them bitches on the floor. And nobody. That bitch cleared the fuck out. Nobody could breathe. I remember them. Northern was the first place I ever seen somebody get knocked out, too. Yeah, me too. Uh, like, not knocked out, like, sleep knocked out. Yeah. Definitely, definitely yeah. saw that. Uh, this nigga, uh, he was fighting this white boy who was in ROTC. Mm-hmm. Like, they was going back and forth at first. Then the white boy was asleep, like a second later. I was like, oh, shit. Got the fuck off. I done, I done been, <clears throat> I done been knocked out of a shoes <clears throat> once before. I mean, it happens to people. And it, and it happened. They wasn't tied very tight. They wasn't, it wasn't like, like a nigga just, it wasn't like Mike Tyson punch. My shoes wasn't tied that tight. So when he hit me, they they just came off. They was exactly where I was standing, though. Like, that's terrible. It was exactly where I was standing. Like, <laughs> my shoes didn't move. That's what was crazy. Like, I was... Every, everybody in the club got their ass beat that night, though. I can name names. <laughs> some real-ass niggas. I can name at least five real-ass niggas that I saw get their ass beat also that night, though. I wasn't in the fight. Everybody else was in the fight and I was watching the fight. And one of the niggas, one of the ops, was leaving after he was whooping <laughs> ass and we was up there watching. And he just so happened to to be in, I, I was in his way, I guess. I wasn't in his way. I slid to the side to be out of his way. And then he got in my direct view to make sure I was in his way again. So he wanted me to be in his way. And then it was like a slight little tackle. Like, just a little... Uh, so he tapped you out your shoes? Sort of, kind of. It was more a shoulder thing. Okay. Like, so he shoulder leaned. It was, it was like, it was okay, imagine LeBron James trying to get about the club. And just... Like, and he hit the shoulder lean on you. Quick, little tough. And he fell out your shoes. Like, I was... I was they, it was... they was white forces, so they went tired real tight. You know how niggas used to wear them loose yeah. back in the day? I didn't want to mess I up. I wore all my shoes so, like that. So they was loose. Yeah. So when he hit me, it was a slight little... I wonder if I think I like got my ass whooped. That don't really count was, because you wasn't even a part of the situation. And I was trying to move out his way, and I was yeah. wondering for like five years, like why did he get in my way when I moved? He just out wanted one way. more. Like he was, I don't fuck these niggas up in the club. I'm about to, you know, one more parting gift. And it was for nothing. And it was you. 
It was for nothing. My man's was in there with me. <laughs> Shout out to my nigga Scott. <laughs> he was in there with me. We was watching them niggas get their ass whooped. We wanted to jump in there and help, but it was off. Oh, man, if you guys listening to this shit, I know you rolling because he remember that shit. I remember it vividly. That shit was crazy. But yeah, I mean, that was just one of many fights that I maybe didn't take yeah. a W. But it happened quite a few times, like similar to that situation. I might jump in, jump out. Just that fight, I didn't jump in it. Mm-hmm. It was crazy. But that's what everybody used to club, though. Downtown Pontiac used to be live. Yeah. Like, it used to be the place to go. We used to have uh, Tiki Bobs, Freaky Tiki. Shout out to Freaky Tiki's Lee. Shout out to my nigga Lee. Um, our recipes, my nigga Logan. But they used to have this shit popping down there. Like, that's where the, everybody used to be. Everybody used to be. That's where everybody started off because you would get as fresh as possible. Niggas wasn't as crispy as they is now. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, you ain't have to, though. Like, back in 2007, 2008, 9, that's when that shit was really starting off. Like, that shit used to be loud. I swear. I only been to Tiki's one time. I think I only been to, like, every club in Pontiac, like, once. Yeah, and we had Tiki's Visions. I'm... Have I ever been in Visions when it was a club? Hey, I, I've been in Visions when it was a club. I went to Tiki's one time when it was a club, and they said I couldn't wear my fitted in that bitch. Yeah, you said to sneak your fitted in your pants. So, so I put, so. I went around the corner, I put my fitted in a bush. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm gonna just come back and get my fitted. And one of these whole ass niggas stole my fitted. For sure, stole it. I guarantee. Yeah. I knew they was, they would. And it wasn't even a good night in Tiki's. No, nah, that's tough. Yeah, it was. It was for a white night. For a white night, it was a bunch of fat white girls in that bitch. <laughs> what y'all going on Wednesday? No, nah, it was a Friday. I remember it. <laughs> <laughs> but it was like towards like the end. Oh yeah, they did have the big girl night, or not big girl, but the white people night on like Wednesday something, and then Tuesdays and uh, Fridays was the, for the niggas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just so happened it was no niggas in that bitch. Just you know. Yeah. It wasn't super live, but yeah. Them was the days, man, starting off. That's what. That's when we just had the idea of trying to do comedy. I had to get that off. But I hadn't did no real shows yet. Until 2013, that was when I did my first comedy show. Mm-hmm. It was there, the, uh, we did the 10-year the reunion, or 2015. We did the 10-year reunion for uh, yeah. class yeah. 2006. It, it was 2015? Uh, let me think. I graduated in 2006, so our 10-year reunion was going to be 2016, and the year before we did the fundraiser for it, in 2015. You you might be right. And that's when uh, the, the first, first show, when yeah. everybody was there, that's when uh, Chuck B. Vote, everybody was there when I was yeah. on stage. Kigo was on stage. That was the very, very first yeah. show. That's when I did my very first one. But that one was nice. It was a nice-ass turnout. <clears throat> and that's what Harry, like, the love everybody gave me, that's what made me be like, I'm really going to stick with this comedy shit. Mm-hmm. Everybody immediately showed me love. It's the exact opposite of how they did do the Pontiac Rappers, because mm-hmm. Pontiac Rappers got to fight to get respect. So I got respect for my nigga Drew. Shout out to my nigga, you know what I'm saying? I'll be roasting this nigga, but... 
You gotta work hard as fuck to get respect in Pontiac. Mm-hmm. No matter what you're doing, especially if you're rapping. If you're doing anything where they expect something from you immediately, you gotta go super hard. Like it's it, it ain't it ain't it ain't an easy place to you know what I'm saying come up. But that's what make you though. Yeah. Because if you go anywhere else in the world with that same grind, that same attitude, they love it, they respect it. You know what I'm saying? As hard as you work, they see it. That's what people be like. You get love when you leave. That's because where you from builds you. It make mm-hmm. you, they don't, they make you work hard. They make you grind. So when you do go somewhere else, you they they respect it. They love it. That's why I would I tell everybody if you do anything where you it's you your hustle your passion, do it where you from. Build yourself up and go somewhere else and let them see what you're doing and watch the love. They watch how they go. You know what I'm saying? React to it. So what was the day you was like? You know what? I'm about to become a stand-up comedian. Uh, when I was little, watching Comic View. Okay, y'all was allowed to watch Comic View. We wasn't allowed to watch Comic View. Okay. He was 44. I remember the channel. They used to block off all the other channels. The HBO, which was like 73, mm-hmm. was porn. I remember it growing up. We had the cable box, the little square one. that only had a certain amount of set channels. But they didn't block off BET for whatever for some reason. I guess they used to be having gospel on yeah. Sundays or something. On Sundays, yeah, it's church on that. So they didn't block it off. So we used to watch Comedy View. My parents used to be asleep. I used to be so inspired. Like it's just one man on this stage, one person up there telling these jokes, and everybody loving it, respecting it. You know what I'm saying it ain't a group. And growing up, it was ten kids. You know what I'm saying so mm-hmm. everything we did was a group. Nobody, one person stood out. No. My sister Bree had her basketball, she hooped, but nobody, you know what I'm saying, had nothing. That was just individually there, so I used to be like, I know I could do that. Mm-hmm. I know I could shine if I could just get my voice out, you know what I'm saying, just me. And I always knew I wanted to try it, I wanted to do it. Then once I figured out I was funny from roasting my sisters, it just built up in me. So since mm-hmm. I was little, I always wanted to do comedy, something along the lines of, you know what I'm saying, comedy related. Mm-hmm. Even if it was writing, like, if I were on no stage, anything, acting, whatever, I knew it was going to be something along them lines, though. Like, that was the plan. Like, I remember them days, though, watching Comic Greek. So, what's the next step in your comedy? Uh, what we discussed earlier, the uh, coming to uh, Burbs Network, mm-hmm. stand up right off up in here, you know what I'm saying? Have a small little intimate. Cameron Harden did it. I for sure can do it. Have everybody in here with their little mask on, small little intimate setting in here. We gonna start that, do a little Facebook Live thing. Everybody pay a dollar. So, why, because uh, like a lot of comedians to in today's age, they use uh, videos from on social media to get their, you know, their fan base built. Mm-hmm. And then they be like, oh, I'm gonna do stand up. So why haven't you? Why didn't you take that route? Uh, I actually did used to do videos. Uh, I used to do little skits. Back in, it was years ago though. Like mm. 2016 was the last time I even. 2017, I think was the last time I did them. But I used to do uh, comedy skits, little comedy videos, and that helped start a branding for a brand mm. for me. You know, the uh, Drewski comedy, Drewski J comedy. You know what I'm saying? That's what really helped. It was the videos that I did. But uh, after that, once I got a little name, the uh, it was a million people doing videos, and it was it's it started being more respected to do to actually get on stage. Right. So I went from doing videos to uh, actually going on stage. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So, so that's basically why though I stopped the videos to go on stage. I said, oh, yeah. 
So I started doing uh, shows more. So do you see yourself getting back into videos? Absolutely, especially right now with everything being shut down the way everything is. I'm uh, be working on it right now. We gonna get it going. Mm -hmm. I've been writing out a couple skits, so we gonna start recording probably. Well, I wanna say January. January, we gonna get everything popping back with the comedy shows, and then we gonna start with some skits. What happened to our movie we were supposed to make? Man, it just never happened. I had the whole skit, I had the whole concept and idea. I had the actors and everything. I had talked to them. I really had it ready. I just, it just didn't happen. Nobody agreed to know until I guess the timing, the filming. Mm -hmm. But we really, we. I mean, it's not too late to do it. We, it's, we, it's not like we can't do it. Yeah, it just didn't happen when it should have. So like, um, let's talk about uh, the Foot Locker days. Oh, the good days. Cause that's when I, I first, I, I guess say met you. Like I didn't know who you was, but I just knew you as the Foot Locker nigga. So how was them days? Uh, the amazing days. That's what made me. Like that's really the days that made me. I learned. I met everybody out there. Everybody wanted to come in there and get a discount. Everybody yeah, like it. Everybody wants to come in there and get a discount. Yeah, that's my footprint where you just went. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Technical. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Uh, yeah. You probably gave what? 100% of Pontiac discounts. I literally gave 100% of Pontiac discounts. Cause shout out to Pontiac, man. That's where I'm from. That's my city. You know what I'm saying? We ate off that. We ate off them Foot Locker days. It was the good days for us. That's what started us off. That's what made me, man. Like, people, everybody in there would hurt me. I was doing my little comedy in there. Everybody was like, when your show's coming, man? When your stuff's starting to back up? So, like, it was a good. Mm -hmm. Promotion for my good marketing for everything. Then Bow Wow made this movie about lottery ticket, and I was like, "Damn, it was exactly about my life." <laughs> I had just got my lawsuit back then around that time too, cause that movie was exactly about my life. Cause, but I, ain't, I didn't say shit. Like, I, it pissed me off at first, cause everybody was like, "Oh my god, this nigga working Foot Locker. He just almost got all this money and da da blah blah blah." I was like. That's exactly what just happened to me, but I didn't, I didn't call nobody about the reparations about the money. You was on fire. You might have won that uh, lawsuit. I could have. I could have. I, I was I was two for two at the time, too. I should have, but I didn't say shit. I just was like, I write my own movie, write my own skit. It just never came out. Okay. Which it should have. We're going to still get it out, though. So, 48 licks. <laughs> so how many, um, who are some of your inspirations in this comedy game? Um, definitely Jamie Foxx most definitely multifaceted he can do three four different things and he uh, he can do three or four different things amazingly you know what I'm saying like I always liked watching Jamie Foxx doing his comedy uh, I Might Need Security the show that came out when I was younger mm. I remember watching that show uh, Kings of Comedy obviously mm -hmm. um, they, Jamie Foxx was probably the number one Martin Jamie Foxx and Martin was my top two Martin was my favorite uh Comedian, he was from here. You know what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. I can relate to all of that, and I love the show. So yeah, Martin was why I ended up with my first baby mama because I was looking for a Gina, no lie. 
I was absolutely looking for Gina, and then I, <clears throat> it was, she didn't turn out to be Gina, she was Shanae. Shout out to my baby, we cool now, we good now, we good, ain't no beef between us. It's, it's, it's romantic. <laughs> she, she, she's acting like a Shanae, she wasn't, I take it back, she wasn't. No, she she she's grown from being a shenane. Now she's you know. I mean, pop, maybe. You know. She, yeah. Right. We probably just stopped talking about it. We, we probably should for legal reasons. Yeah. Legit for legal reasons. Yeah. Um. <laughs> what advice would you give an up and coming um, comedian, stand up comedian? Because it's a difference. Right. Definitely. Uh, Build the support, build your brand. Like you no know sense, mm-hmm. get out to who, you, who, who the person you are, the person you're trying to be. Get that out to the masses. Get that out to people. Get them to see you. Get in front of people so they can see. Like you never know. Like these people who who wrote me on Facebook, be like, "Oh, when your next show?" And I'm like, "Wow, I didn't even know like you even supported yeah. any of that stuff." Like I I never even knew we was friends on Facebook. Any of that like you never know who watching you. Absolutely never mm-hmm. know. Like I was doing, I I was making a little a nice, a little bit of money last year doing mm-hmm. shows. It just didn't work out the way it was supposed to this year. Obviously with the COVID, mm-hmm. people I didn't expect to have saw me were seeing me. Definitely, it's just we gonna get it back going though. They gonna figure, when they figure all this shit out, we gonna get it together. Um. So what uh, we 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 announced that you was uh. We doing the, the Burbs, the comedy special. Right. You think we should do that? Like, should it be, that be like a weekly thing? Uh, I think, I think the, like once a month. oh yeah, or every other week. I'm about to say every other week. We'll every other week. week. We can do it bi-weekly. Yeah. The first one gonna be special though, because it's, for sure gonna be special. Yeah. The introduction, that's when we gonna have to hit it hard. So we gonna drop that, uh, your host on the uh, Black Man Don't Cheat podcast. Definitely. If I don't uh, get fired from that shit for no reason. You, we didn't discuss why I got fired. <clears throat> Shout out to that real quick. Uh, quick run back to that. When I got fired from the first podcast, it wasn't like, this nigga Drew fucked up, he fired. It was just like, hey, guys, we gonna take a break from filming for a little bit for some reason. I don't remember what happened, but we stopped filming for a few weeks. Or some of y'all was moving. No, nah, it was months. Right. Them niggas like, oh, we back, y'all. Everybody, so, we back. Let's make this announcement. We back. Drew may or may not have got the announcement. The nigga didn't come to the first big show. He fucking fired. Oh shit, this nigga fired. Then the next show I come to, niggas is like, oh, you want to show up as a guest here? I'm like, no, I'm a co-host. He's like, no, you know, we got a co-host. It's like, what? What the fuck is y'all talking about? This is the first show we just got back. He's like, no, it's not the first show. Like so, how the fuck I literally get fired on a day off when I didn't even know I had to work that day? Is it my turn yet? Go ahead and say this letter he about to tell. Okay, so the original sophisticated ignorance was me, Drew, and the homie Gabby, not a hooping Gabby, the other Gabby. Congratulations uh, to that one. So she's got married. One hundred percent. So then we did we did like three or four episodes. And what happened was she decided she was going to move to Baltimore. So in that process, she was moving to Baltimore, and then we was moving out of our apartment. So 
had to, you know, had, everything had to get postponed. So something happened that summer to where I had to move to Connecticut for something. I can't remember, but something. So I didn't get back to Michigan until October, October, November, September, October, I think. So then I'm like, okay, I could bring this shit back. So the new sophisticated ignorance was me and Fee. I think. Right. Me and Fee. So then, we started it. And then, because uh, look, people don't, if if you know, if you listen to this and you know Drew, this nigga disappears. Duh. So, this nigga disappeared. So, I'm like, oh, I don't know. I don't know if Drew part is. I might have had to fire this nigga. So, he got fired. <laughs> I might have had to fire. The fact that he said that y'all should know this is bullshit. I might have had to fight. But if you listen to this and you know Drew, you know this nigga Drew disappears. God damn it. This. It's 100% true. So then we started sophisticated ignorance again, but that shit just wasn't right. It was on 100% nigga time. It was just, you know, it was barely structured. So I was like, fuck it. And I fired everybody. So that's why you got fired twice. <laughs> <laughs> Nigga got fired on his day off and then on his day back. <laughs> that shit. And then look, this nigga came to like two episodes. This nigga would go upstairs and disappear. It happened one time. <laughs> Both times. He went up to call me from jail, dog, and I was on the phone with this nigga, and then these niggas accused me of stealing the blunt. <laughs> I rode. <laughs> I want to fight all these niggas, dog. Matter of fact, I'm still going to fight one of these niggas, cuz. Nigga, what up? Alright, I'll be right back. I had a fucking jail car at the end of this. This nigga. Man, hell no. This nigga was gone for like an hour. I walk upstairs, this nigga sleep on the couch. I was on the phone for like an hour. The show was over. It was a joke, y'all, wasn't it? Yeah, it was at Dougie Crib. And then the next episode, this nigga left. This nigga disappeared. Dog. This nigga wasn't even in the crib no more. Dog. Dog, you can't, you can't leave from work without saying. That's not what I have to do. So that nigga deserved to get fired the second time. You can't take a break and be gone for an hour? That is not what happened, man. That's exactly what happened. Man, what year was this? And then you took another break and you left. You left work. So, yes. What year is this, man? I cannot remember what this happened. Is, Somebody, something happened, though, because I had to leave. This is like 2018, maybe, or 17. Who was I with? <laughs> I don't know who I was with. If the, if that's what happened, I'm pretty sure all both of these happened at the end of the show, though. No, nigga. I got fired for no reason. <laughs> this nigga facts and they lying because it was the end of the show. It'd be like in the middle of the show. Oh, I'll be right back. And then them niggas accused you of stealing the weed. I was man. I to fight them niggas. Dog. I swear on everything. I ain't had that blood because everybody was downstairs rolling up, and when you left, a blood went missing. Dog. I rolled up all five blunts. I was the only person who had any blunts, any papers, anything. So I rolled all five blunts. And I handed y'all all five blunts. And them niggas was like, damn. 
it's only four blunts. I thought it was five. I was like, no, y'all got all of them. They was like, nigga, we're the fifth blunt. I was like, I fucking gave y'all all five blunts. They was like, if you want to steal a blunt, just say that, nigga. If you don't got no weed at home, just say that. Like, I swear on my fucking kids, I don't have it. Everybody was just like, right. Okay, we go smoke these four and then just magically let the fifth blunt just, just like, dude, just make sure, magically let the fifth blunt just show up somewhere. I swear to God, I don't got that fucking blunt because it's not about to just show up because I don't have it. It's like, okay, good. It's like, please just give it to us. Like, nobody, it was like seven motherfuckers in the room and nobody said maybe he really, look how passionately this nigga's getting mad. Maybe he really don't got it. So nobody that, said So that's why you left because we accused you of stealing the blunt. Dog, I was about to, dog, I, coincidentally, when that shit happened, the liquor I had was like, I'm about to throw the fuck up. But then my brother ended up calling me from jail. But then, so when I went upstairs to took the jail call, I didn't leave. I was upstairs and it was no. the end of the show anyway. The first. Smoking the blunt on the phone. Dog. First episode, you was on the couch because of the jail call. Oh, yeah, so, when that blood And then the second you time, know. you disappeared. You when, left. When that blood shit happened, I was about to fight them niggas because y'all supposed to be my niggas because it was like seven people I grew up with, like four of them motherfuckers. Everybody was like, that nigga. Really it was one stupid. person accusing you of still in the blunt. It was everybody in the room was like It was Fee. Just let the no Fee was the only person accusing you still in the blood. Kobe, (laughs) you, Torrance, all (laughs) y'all niggas was like we don't got the blood. All our hands up. Your hands not up. I'm like, nigga my fucking hands up because I don't got no blood. I don't got the blood. Sorry, sorry. It's like, man, I don't got the blood. That's cause you walked upstairs with it. Before I even walked upstairs. I'm trying to tell these niggas, like, y'all, I do not. I swear on everything, I don't got this blunt. Y'all niggas is like, just l- let the blunt su- just magically pop up somewhere through. Like, everybody was just insinuating, like, yo, you got it. <laughs> that shit pissed me the fuck off. So I was like, we almost at the end of the show anyways. It might have been the middle of the show so let me leave and not say nothing cause fuck these niggas dog cause I was like everybody gonna keep saying this shit everybody was like alright cause we didn't let all four blunts now we all high it's the almost the end of the show now we would love a fifth blunt everybody was like hey Drew this, is, this is gonna deserve to get fired the whole show hey Drew uh, you wanna just uh, so I'm drunk so I'm just like they ain't gonna respect me this is <laughs> this is gonna deserve to get fired <laughs> that was a deserving. <laughs> either leave or fight these. That niggas. was a deserving firing. I because know what I was drinking. This nigga, I, I was about to fight these niggas. This nigga so. left, and I didn't talk to Drew for like a year. <laughs> he definitely deserved to get. Yeah. It was like a week. And a half. It was like a week and a half. This nigga lying by the time, dog. But they, they really came at me. Cause shout out to Feeb on the hundred. Y'all real life accused me of that blunt that I know for a fact I didn't have. Bro, you just said you were drunk. I was drunk, but I didn't. I rolled all of them. I was the only person who had any papers. I rolled every blunt and said, here y'all go. Here y'all go. Here go another one. Here y'all go. Here y'all go. Matter of fact, some of the weed was mine. It was just the majority of it was fees. And Kobe's, so they was like, "Nigga, listen, I'm gonna go on record and say, if this happened in 2018, I didn't talk to Drew till like 2020, dog. Dog, I didn't talk to this nigga for like two years, dog. (laughs) 
and I had to be the bigger person. They like, hey, bro, you trying to go to a comedy show? When I move that crib, when I move to the crib in Pontiac, you used to come the fuck over there. All right, oh, yeah, I almost bullshit. <laughs> I forgot about you. Used to be over there. I just seen a move. I just moved from Southfield to Pontiac. That was the only thing. I so I I went around all the time. I will give you that. But I just moved to Pontiac though. But you used to come out there sometimes. Okay, I seen that nigga a few times in between him getting fired and, and me inviting this nigga to a comedy show. Nigga, but they played me on that shit. They played me on that shit because I really did not take that blunt. And to this day, they still be like, "We really wonder what happened to that blunt, Drew." It's like, man, me too. And I know one of them found it probably Kobe, and he smoked that bitch and keep on saying, "I don't know what happened to it." He for sure found it in the couch or something. He gonna die with the lie. You said what now? And that nigga's on the couch, blowing that bitch. Yeah, what up, bro? Nah, this is the second time I ain't even. I wasn't even upstairs on the phone. The second time I just left. Yeah, like, he went home. It's like fuck these niggas, dog. I was like, don't nobody believe me, cause they was like, we believe that you should give us the blood. <laughs> like nobody gave a fuck. They gave me like fifty jokes, and I didn't. Even, I even had no jokes to get nobody, cause I was. Just, Everybody on this shit, cuz it was literally like five to six motherfuckers down there. On that note, man, truly appreciate you coming through. That's what's up. And uh, doing the seventh episode of Sophisticated Ignorance. I appreciate you having me on. This was something I like this. Uh, one more time, let the people know where they can find you at. Uh, Juski underscore the comedian that's on Twitter and that's Instagram. I'm getting back to the gram now. Uh, Snapchat, I'm pretty sure is. The same, I believe. It might be Dr. Underscore Uski on Snapchat, but uh, in Facebook, it's uh, Drewski, uh, Drewski Flamero. Why don't you just make everything the same thing? I absolutely should. I just don't use some as much as the others, so I haven't. But I'm going to make them all Drewski the Comedian. I'm trying to help you. I'm yeah, trying to help right, you right, prosper right. through life. You're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. I'm going to listen to that. On that note, you can find us at theburbsnetwork.com. Uh, Monday, Sophisticated Ignorance. Tuesday, Stress from the Burbs. Wednesday, uh, Fridays, the Jack and Henny Extravaganza. Uh, be on the lookout for all those. Um, be on the lookout for more podcasts coming. Once again, we got content coming every day. Um, shout out to everybody who uh, give us advice or um, just every everybody, man. People have been truly engaging on the future of the Burbs Network, and I truly appreciate it. You can find me at Prince underscore McFly. Drop the Y at the EI. That's on everything. TheBurbsNetwork.com. Uh, merch coming 2021. Special merch for y'all. We don't have some regular merch for y'all, but we got some special merch for y'all coming all throughout the year. Um, on that note, we are out. That's the end of the show. Goodbye. That's all I have. Fire shit happening.